Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Show. That's my open. That's what they used to call me. Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. We got a good one. We got a good one this week. Uh, Raj I Davis, or as I have now called him, Raj Davis, on the Bradford Show for the first time, and and probably the best. Not we've had a lot of good Bradford shows lately, but one of the better ones was the Mookie Betts. Brad Vo Show podcast, and um, and in that one we had a cameraman introduce, help introduce the podcast. That was Bill Messina Moose of Comcast. So we've gone back to the well. Steve De Silva of Nesson who is joining us, and I know you are an avid follower of the podcast. Correct? That is true. I am an avid follower, avid listener. It's great. Love it. All right. And so when you saw me walking out of the clubhouse with Rajay Davis with my microphone in hand, and you knew where we were going. Did you get a little tingle through your spine? Not a, not a tingle, but maybe a uh, little brain spasm, I guess I'd say. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Interested on uh, what would be happening, but I knew, I figured it'd be a Bradfoe show. So if you, so you're obviously looking forward to this one. You look forward to all of them. You always tell me. Every single time. I love hearing it. It's a great podcast. Keep up the good work. What is what is the thing you're looking forward to most about the Rajay Davis podcast? Um, well, hearing less of you would be great. Um, That's fair. <laughs> no, nah, just hearing some uh, some questions, you know, and getting some answers that you know, not the other guys get. You know, you only get. That's what makes the. The Bradfoe Show podcast so great. Well, that's you're, 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 today's your lucky day because that's exactly what we did once again. We talked a lot with Rajay Davis about his almost, you know, almost having to quit baseball. We talked about his the uh, home run he hit in the World Series last year, which would have been one of the biggest home runs in, in postseason history. We talked about whether or not how he became such a good base stealer. We talked about almost coming to the Red Sox. We talked about it all. Did, did I make you? Did it make it seem more exciting? That you even anticipated before doing this interview? You have. I'm actually going to ask if you can just send me the clip so I can hear it because I'm so 
excited to hear it, and the anticipation is killing me. Well, I won't let you or our listeners wait any longer. Here's Roger. Here's Roger Davis. Making his very, very first appearance on the Bradford Show, which means free T-shirt, Raj Davis. Congratulations, Raj, and, and welcome. Welcome not only to the show, but welcome to Boston. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. All right, so first off, I was a, a lot we can get to, Connecticut kid. And I love your backstory. A lot, obviously, a lot of hard work to get to where you are right now in the middle of another pennant race. But, you know, I was curious, a couple of years ago, the Red Sox, actually, I, I had thought that you 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 might actually end up with the Red Sox. There seemed to be a fit there going back a couple of years when um, they were looking for a right-handed bat. Do you remember, was there any talk or any interest at all? I think there was interest. Um, and then I think uh, um, the boys picked up uh, Chris at that time. And then... Uh, so uh, I think there, there was interest, and uh, it just didn't work out. So well, you ended up here, and, and to go back to Got Kid from Connecticut, um, and like I said, you sort of worked your way up late-round draft pick to where you are here right now. Was there any time in, in when you were coming up, when you're going through college, when you're going through being drafted low, when you're going through the minors where it's like, I don't know, I, I might want to have to do something else in my life? Yeah, I think that 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 thought of doubt uh, does creep in, and uh, I'm just fortunate enough to have a, a good support team. I had a good support team then um, to encourage me in in those moments, and um, you know, keep keep working hard, keep uh, pressing forward, and uh, you know things will turn around. Um, you know, always being a guy that I felt overlooked, um, especially in the minor leagues. Um, there was always somebody ahead of me. There was always somebody put in front of me. Um, every time, you know, I, I think it's my turn. Uh, another guy would come that would that they thought should be there. So um, that's uh, the adversity I had to deal with uh, coming up through the minor leagues. That helped shape my character, shape uh, the, the the player that I am, and uh, you know, it helped mold me to uh, build some uh, thick skin. Well, do you remember an instance in particular where it maybe was the lowest point, where like that someone really had to talk you out of getting out of sort of the discouragement of it all? Well, um, in rookie balls where it started, um, I was in rookie ball. Um, you know, I was it was after I had signed, so spring training went by. I didn't make any of the four teams. That's low season A, high A, double A, obviously not. And our triple A, so I'm staying in extended. And then I'm not even playing in extended. Now, when you're not playing in extended ball, the good sign you're on your way out the door. You know, and so I'm 20 years old playing rookie ball with guys that they just got from Dominica. You know, 16, 17, 18 year old high school draft picks. Um, and I'm playing with these guys at 20, you know, come. so I'm like one of the oldest ones in the league, um, except one of my teammates were 22, so he, he was a college draft. But, um, you know, just feeling old in the league. Um, going before that moment, though, um, before that season started, uh, during the extended spring, I, you know, had a conversation, a frank conversation with my uncle about um, my career and, and where uh, – or how I needed, what what I needed to do, because at that time I was switch hitting. 
-hmm. and switch hitting was not working out for me. I was batting left-handed. Right-handed, I was fine. I always knew I could hit right-handed, um, but the switch hitting thing wasn't working, and so I had to make an adjustment. And uh, I just can switch hitting because there was too much pressure on me to uh, um, do good. Um, and was that your uncle's advice? Oh, that was my uh, just talking with him um, and, and 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 kind of thinking out loud while I'm talking to him, you know. And I came to that conclusion that hey, I, I need to you know come go ahead and uh, drop this left-handed thing and go ahead and hit like I, I know I can. So is one thing, to, okay, I'm going to perform better, but like you said, I mean, perform better, but you still need the chance to do it. And the fact that you didn't make those teams, was it uh, after you did that, you say, I'm just going to take advantage of whatever opportunity you have, and when did that opportunity eventually come up? Well, it came that year in uh, rookie ball. You know, that was this was like my, the last draw. It was like my last chance, and so... I proceeded to hit 384 that year and, and, and won a batting title and uh, um, went to low way for one game. Um, then got moved up to low. Uh, I'm sorry, went to short season A for one game and, and got moved up to low A where we eventually won the championship. Had a tough um, spring training the next following year, um, but they remembered what I had done like the previous you know few games uh and you know they they allowed me to to make that low a team and by doing that that was another opportunity for me where I proceeded to hit you know 305 and um you know and even go through some struggles that year um you know with the batting average um but um it's just that perseverance and 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 that that drive to get better and Believe now, all things were going to work out. So, if if things don't turn that rookie year, what do you do? What what's do, what was your fail safe? Was there a fail safe? Was there if the baseball thing doesn't work out or things don't turn, I'm this is going to be it, and I'm going to do this? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have that. I mean, because I I, I uh, basically I put all my marbles in one one basket. Um, I was going to uh, focus on you know this, going to make it happen. Um, you know, and um, it just it just worked out for me. Um, you know, just uh, I think this was part of, you know, my my destiny, my purpose. You know, um, of going through life, and you know, this was what I was destined to do. Um, go through that struggle. You know, I've gone through uh, n numerous amounts of you know, adversity. So you know, it's uh, you know, adversity is it's 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 a shaping block. It's good for you. You know, I know I know it's definitely helped me in my career. When so you when was your when was the time and once you got toward the major leagues that you had to sort of fight off the adversity once again because like you said there's guys playing in front of you it's one thing to be called up to the major leagues but then just be able to stick there and to get the chance do you remember a moment where that sort of was a turning point for you? Well, I know in AAA it was um, my first year AAA I struggled the probably the first three months of the year I might have hit 220. You know, but um, by August, I was in 280. You know, so it was a huge turnaround, and and the fact that I could do it once, and I could do it again. You know, and 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 that was my mindset. And I ended up getting called up that year um, when uh, um, Nate McLaughlin got got hurt, um, and so I got called up. And, you know, and I called up before September, and um, you know that was uh, that was a nice that was a nice refreshing you know and then that got me exposed to you know that major league pitching um exposed to the major league atmosphere um 
And so, you know, the next year when I didn't make the team, I had a more of a sense of urgency, you know, with my experience in AAA, I, I you know, I got off to a hot start, you know, and uh, I think I finished like, um, my minor league, I, I was at like a 21 game hitting streak and, and then I got called up. Um, that was the same year that, uh, uh, was it, was his name? Um, he was playing with the Nationals, uh, Brandon, Brandon, uh, I forget his last name, but uh, Watson, Brandon Watson. He was like, I was at like 22 games or 21 games, and he was at like 30, 32 game hitting streak. It was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and I'm trying to catch him. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but I, I, got, I got called up first before him, you know. And, and so, you know, that was just, uh, you know, just a, a blessing, just being in the right place at the right time. You ended up in three years in Toronto, is that right? I was three years here in Toronto, yes. Was that the longest stint in, in one place for you? Uh, no, actually, Oakland was the longest stint now. You know, I was in Oakland uh, uh, um, for 08, um, uh, late in April, through that season, 09 and 10, and then I came back this, this, off, this off season, or this season and was there for uh, most of the year. You know, so we're sitting here in Toronto right now, and you know you had a pretty good run here. And you know, well, obviously, Farrell was your manager. So when you come back now, does it is it just you know the same guy? You've only been here a few days, I get it. But does it feel like the same sort of general vibe at, at having him as your manager? Um. Well, now we actually got a, a winning team. Uh, then uh, you know we, we were you know, we were a different team. Uh, we were totally different. I think we were we were younger. Uh, we went younger um, towards the later season, and um, um, I, I think it just didn't work out that year for some reason. And I can't remember exactly what would happen, but um, um, now you know, coming into a situation where you know we're we're the team. We are the team. We are the team to beat. Um, you know, we are the top dog, and and um, that's a great situation uh, to walk into. You know, and uh, I'm just thankful that, you know, um, I'm, I'm here and, and got an opportunity to help us win. Just a couple more things. One is obviously last year with you with the Indians and a uh, good run with the Indians. And the, the, the home run, can I ask you about that real quick? Yeah. Okay. Baseball's full. Eighth inning, World Series game seven, hits a home run to tie the game. I'm just... I'm never going to be in that situation. Most people in life are never going to be in that situation. So I'm anxious to hear sort of if you can take me back to that mentality of even walking up to the plate right then and then sort of going through it, of this this moment which is just such a unique moment. Well, that event actually started um, before the World Series even started. I think uh, there was a preparation and a seed that was planted in my mind. Actually, uh, um, one of my old... Oh, teammates from uh, Low A, um, Bobby Kingsbury, he, he sent me a long text. He never sends me long text, but he sends me a long text. And he says, man, I have a feeling you're going you're gonna to do something big. But I felt the same thing, you know, and I felt like I'm going to do something big this series. And I was expecting it, you know. And, and so game one, nothing. Game two, nothing. You know, when I, when I stole those three, three bases, you know, that didn't quench that 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 thirst for you know something big you know 
that that I was expecting, you know, and so I'm still expecting it, and not till the eighth inning, the bottom of the eighth inning in Game Seven, would I see the manifestations of what we uh, of the seed that was planted. So you, so when you're walking up, it's not hyperbole to say you were thinking of that text. I was thinking of the great. This is it. I was like, okay, there's a man on second base. It's a tie ball game. It's the bottom of the eighth. This is the moment I'm talking about. This is the moment that I envisioned. This is the moment that I was expecting. Now I just need some help. So I, so I asked God. I said a prayer to my, uh, to God, you know, to, to help me out. Send, send whoever you can. Send the angels, send the mighty angels, send the biggest one you got. Because I'm, because I got, I got a big man on the mound. So I'm gonna need some help. Did you feel as that at bat was unfolding? What was the count again? It was 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. So as the bat is, at bat is unfolding, do you feel good about, I am going to get the pitch? Or did were you sitting on the pitch? What, I mean, what, what, was, what was going through your mind there? I definitely didn't feel like I was going to hit a single because um, I felt really good. I felt like I was going to get him. I didn't know how. Um, I, you know, I just um, just felt, you know, that this is, this is, this is my at-bat. You know, he's not better than me. You know, that's that's how I, uh, that was my mentality right there, and and um, I felt like I was gonna win. Okay, what he threw out there, I, I was gonna win. So what's the feeling like when you hit it? Oh, I mean, when I, when I came off my bat and I could just see the trajectory of it, I'm like, oh, did I just do that? Did, was that just me? I mean, because you could see it, and it, you know, I wasn't sure if it was gonna get over that 19 foot wall or not. But um, once it was headed direction, and I seen it, you know. Uh, go you know over the wall and i'm just elated i'm just so happy i'm like my god i mean this is something that you dream about when you're nine years old when you're playing in a backyard when you've created your own fenway at your (laughs) at your friend's house you know and um and, and you're actually doing this you know you're not just talking about it what you have for living it in reality and to feel the crowd, the, 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 just the electricity in there. You know, I felt like it was going through my body, my entire body. It was amazing. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, and I would imagine why the game's going on, you can't sit, be sit there thinking, oh, this is going to be one of the most historic home runs in postseason history. And unfortunately, you know, for the, you guys and the Indians, uh, they came back. But and when you take a look back, in the off season, could you say, "Oh my goodness, that is potentially one of the most historic home runs in postseason history"? Well, that's what they tell me. So, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, you know, I, I had my son, you know, and every time he got a little antsy, you know, he he wanted to watch baseball, so you know, I just show him daddy, and so we, we he got he got real familiar with that with daddy <laughs> with daddy jogging around the bases. So now that's what he does. He holds his finger up. He jogs around. He throws his bat. And it's, it's pretty funny. That's pretty cool. The, so the last thing is, is that you know, last night, as we're sitting here, last night you had a couple stolen bases, and you being brought in here, part of the element is stealing bases. And I would imagine the question I have is, you've always been a good base stealer, but are you a better base stealer now than maybe than you ever have been? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just, uh, just more experience. Um, you know, now you know. I probably not. I don't take as many um, chances that are not in my favor. Um, when before I would just go, you know. Now it's more calculated. It's more, um, you know, what I have experienced in the past. Um, so 
I'm, I'm, I'm taking a, um, a more educated uh, guess at, um, uh, that I'm going to make it. Was there a turning point in terms of learning the, the art of stealing the bases for you? I think it's going. Then you learn what you can't do and what you cannot do, uh, what you can and cannot do. Um, and that takes time, I think. Um, but, you know, I had some managers that, you know, that was actually, uh, you know, let me go. So, you know, I took advantage of that. And, uh, and by going and, and getting thrown out is when I learned. What's the fastest 40 time you ever ran? I've never actually ran a 40 time, but I have ran a 60 time. And my 60 time was a 6.09 fastest. Okay. And you, you right around that, you think, now? or? Yeah, I think I'm right around that now. Um, but the only thing, I, it was an off season, and I trained, I trained really hard for that kind of explosion. You know, so right now, probably not that, that uh, quick, but... Um, um, I think we're training. You know, who knows what I could do? You know, you know the Dave Roberts. What Dave Roberts means in Boston, right? No, tell me. Dave Roberts had the stolen base in 2004. He was the guy they picked up in August. He steals the base that keeps the inning going down to the Yankees, um, and is the biggest stolen base. But every time someone is traded for so to potentially steal a base in the postseason. There is a, 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 a tradition and long history. And so, I mean, there's you talk about moments in the postseason, there might be some moments coming up here. Oh, absolutely. Definitely looking forward to some some more great moments and, uh, you know, helping us really win the World Series. Well, Raj, fastest guy ever up here on this podcast. So I, I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey.